everybody and welcome to Real Talk No Gimmicks with Haley, Demi and Aaron. Thank you so much for joining our podcast this week. All of your love and support means the world to us and we can't thank you enough for joining us in this journey of helping you guys out. We all know times are hard right now but we're so happy that we can do this podcast for and because of you guys. So if you want to get your weekly dose of realness just keep on listening because I think you'll really enjoy our topic today. So I'm going to let Demi take it away so go ahead Demi. So in a previous episode, we were talking about God and how some people think that God's like a dictator, even though he really isn't. And like I said, that he was very chill, he's very calm, and like he loves you regardless of your sins. So for today's episode, we're going to talk about what God means to us. So what does God mean to you guys? Um, I would say one of the biggest things um, that I can think of first is uh, that God is my coach. Um, I think a lot of times we, as just people, we want, we always want a cheerleader, but we don't want to have a coach. And if, you know, anyone that's ever played sports or even just had a PE coach, like a good PE coach, they're always going to push you more than you think that you can contain or handle, but then after you finish that and during the process, you always have um, their support and just cheering you on in and throughout the process. So I would just say that he's like my coach. He always pushes me far, further than I think that I can go in different areas of my life. Um, and then, you know, he's also that cheerleader that's going to cheer me on and just be by my side and that I can go to for guidance whenever I need to Mm -hmm. I love that I definitely agree with that like the whole coach thing um for me personally I'd say he's definitely a friend to me because you know friendship to us is so important and you know you can really if you have a good you know set of friends you can just talk to them about anything and just um be comfortable around them and talk about you know anything from you know, your feelings to stuff that's going on in your life. And I really feel like that I can do that with God. Um, And I just feel like the ultimate, like, source of comfort when I talk to him and just, you know, let everything out. And I always feel like, especially when I'm scared and I'm nervous, I just always tell myself, like, God is with me. And when I say that, it's just like a rush of just relief, like, comes over because I know that everything is just, it's in God's hands and he just takes control of everything no matter what you're going through um because i know in a lot a lot of times you know people especially when they're not saved they tend to think that you know life is just this path that you have to go through yourself um and that no one's there to help help you no one's there to guide you but um especially like and i felt that way too like especially before i got saved but it's really you know it's really amazing like having this realization that you know you're not in this alone and that you know there there is someone out there you know wanting to help you and guide you and lead you through you know everything through the ups and the downs so yeah I think that's what God is to me yes that is so beautiful um I agree like for me God is a coach and a friend but like most importantly he's like a father but I'll get to that in a minute 
I want to like add on to what Erin said about like before she even got saved, how like it's hard for her to find someone that, that can understand her. And I can relate in that area because like before I was saved in fourth grade, I was always so afraid, like, oh my gosh, what if I do something wrong? And like, I'm going to go straight to hell. Like the amount of times I asked God to come into my heart and like save me, it's like more than once, more than twice, maybe <laughs> five times. Cause like, I didn't know at first, but I thought like, oh my gosh, if I do this sin again, then I have to like go back to God again and be right. like, oh, Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. can you come into my heart and be my savior again? because I sinned yesterday by lying to my mom in her face. But again, I just realized like you only get to ask God to be your savior once. And mm-hmm. as long as you ask him to be your savior, you're in it for the long one. And in the end, you're going to be in heaven with him. So back to my point of God being a father, like right now, I don't have a dad. My dad left in like what, 2016. And it was pretty hard. The only people that were in my life were my mom, my two friends, Haley and Aaron, and my sister. And like, I didn't really have a father figure in my life. Like I didn't really have any uncles around or like any male friends around or like even male, you know, role models. All I had was my mom, my friends and my sister. So like throughout these past four years, it was like really difficult at first, especially last year because like I felt so alone, so depressed and like it got worse and worse. But then, like, I found that, you know, space to talk to God literally about anything. It could be about hot Cheetos to, you know, going to a future college. And, like, the more I get to talk to him, the more free, as Aaron mentioned, the more free I am. And, like, it's because of God I have more peace of mind. It's because of God I'm, I have more joy in my life. Because, like, if only you guys were there in my life, for the past three months um, of last year, in the beginning of last year, like it was just horrible. But because of God, like I just noticed this transformation in my life as I continue to speak to him. And like through him, I'm also learning like new things about myself and like my character, who I am as a person, who I am as a Christian, who I am as a daughter, a sister, a friend. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm still learning more about myself, thanks to God. So again, I just see God as like a father figure. Cause like, even though I don't have an earthly father, I at least have a heavenly father who's better than an earthly father like he understands you he knows when you're happy he knows when you're sad like he knows those dark secrets that go on and so forth overall god's good his mercies in earth forever and yeah he's like a father figure mm-hmm. i totally i i love what you said about that him being a father figure because no matter like you know, because humans are humans, you know, even with your earthly fathers and just everything. We all love our dads, of course. But, um, you know, humans just, they're sinful and they're full of, you know, you know, evil and hate. And you just know that with God, he'll just never turn his back on you, you know. Um, so I'm really, you know, happy that um, that you pointed out, that out of him being a father figure. But um, I kind of wanted to talk about what, like, what are some stereotypes you guys think people have about God? Because I, I, because I feel like a lot of people are told maybe like the wrong thing about God, which is maybe why they want to turn away from Christianity. So do you guys want to talk about that? Just, you know, some stereotypes about God and what, you know, people may be thinking, you know, what God is, who he is, all that stuff. Sure. Um, I like, you know, I like what all of you said about, you know, who God is to you. And I think we could just have like go on and on about, you know, what he means to us and what he's done for us. But to answer your question, I think one of the big things is that God is like this. I think Demi touched on it. 
um, that he's just this dictator that gives us a whole lot of commandments. You know, this is what you can't do. You can't do this, that, and you have to go here and listen to that. And I think we talked about it a lot throughout just the season of, you know, that misconception. So I won't get too far into that. Um, but just based off what we've said so far that we know that that's not true, um, that he loves us. And the Bible even talks about how, you know, he has he has plans for us, those that are good and not of evil to give us an expected end. And God clearly is not a dictator um, because we mentioned that we all sin at some point in our life every day on, if we're just being honest and he's never turned his back to, um, from us away from us. He's never said, okay, you, fall, um, you don't have grace anymore. And you're just going to have to fend for yourself. But his love is just everlasting and he, he just wants the best for us. And sometimes he does correct us you know, with that conviction that we feel when we're doing something wrong or we think the wrong thoughts or whatnot, but we still have that free will. And I think, you know, if we, if we served a dictator, then he wouldn't give us that free will to make the choice for our own sake, for our own morality, you know, to do what's right instead of what's wrong. And again, I could go on and on, but I'll let you guys add to that. <laughs> yeah, to add on to like what Haley just mentioned, like again, he's not a dictator. Instead, he's personal, you know. Um, Christianity is not about religion, religion, religion. It's about having that personal connection, relationship with God. And I feel like in today's society, we see certain people, like I know for when I've seen some people, even in school, like I won't say they're too religious, but like in every single thing, they, like, use the Bible to maybe justify a situation or to, like, you better do this or else you're going to go to hell, even though the Bible says you're not going to go to hell if you're already saved. So I just feel like in today's society, there are, like, certain Christians that give a different perspective when it comes to God. They make people think that God is all about these laws. You got to keep all these laws but in reality, like, yes, we do sin. Yes, we do have that sinful nature. But in the end, it's all about building that relationship. Because, again, you are not who you were before. You are what you can be with God. And because God sees the best in you, because God sees who you can be in the future, which is beautiful and righteous, then, you know, you should build that relationship with God. And I also feel like because of these Christians that are maybe too religious or like always full of these laws, like I feel like there's other people, especially new Christians that be like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't go to church. Maybe I shouldn't read my Bible. Maybe I shouldn't do this or that because I bet someone's going to call me out saying, oh my gosh, that's wrong. Oh my gosh, that's demonic. But <laughs> it's really not. Again, 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 we all make mistakes. But in the long run, it's all about building that connection because God already knew that you were, I don't know, a drunkard or a smoker or did all these things. Like God already knew that. All he cares about right now is just wanting you to be a better person in him. So, again, he's not a dictator, but just a personal guy who sees the best in you. Yeah, I totally yeah, agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, is uh, another thing I'd want to say is like, you know, kind of touching on what you said, I feel like a lot of people, um, these days when, you know, they're not necessarily too religious, but when they look at it a wrong way, I feel like with new Christians, they may make them be scared of God, which, you know, I, which obviously is wrong and you shouldn't, you shouldn't be scared of God because, um, 
you know, a lot of times I've heard people say, uh, you know, like how you were saying, like, if you do this, like, you're going to go to hell and God's going to punish you and you'll, you know, never see the light of day again and this and that. And I feel like a lot of times it just makes like people so scared. And, you know, they're like, oh, my gosh, if I do this, God's like going to smite me like right on the spot. <laughs> so, like, you know, we, yes. Right. But um, no. Yeah, I definitely think that, you know, you shouldn't look at him as being, again, like a dictator or someone who's just going to, you know, punish you if you do wrong. Um, of course, when you when you do wrong, it's our responsibility to go to him and ask forgiveness, you know, as you would to a father. But um, he definitely isn't somebody that you should be afraid of or that you should be afraid to talk to or approach. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people may feel like that, may feel fear because of, um, you know, people saying that who God is and nothing else. So, yeah. yeah. I have a quick yeah. question. Um, how can we as Christians who are saved for years, how can we show other people, especially new Christians, how can we show them that they shouldn't feel afraid of God? I think, um, well, first off, just for clarification, the fear that they're referring to, for those of you that, you know, may question, they're talking about the fear of being, like, afraid of God. Like, that, like Aaron said, that he's just going to take you off this earth as soon as you make a decision that is against the Bible. Um, but the Bible does say fear the Lord, and that fear is out of respect. Like, you fear your parents, not necessarily that you're afraid of them, but you fear them out of, you know, respecting what they say and honoring them, even if you don't always see why they're telling you to do things. But to answer Demi's question, um, I think that as Christians that are, I wouldn't say I'm fully established because every day, you know, we learn something new about ourselves and strengthen our relationship. But I would say um, by constantly respecting and abiding by what he says because as we mentioned there's so many people that are afraid you know that if I sin then I can't follow God's commandments like I can't go to church because I've sinned and I'm unworthy and it's nothing wrong to acknowledge the fact that you uh, are a sinner but as if we abide by his laws and abide by what he says and still show people that hey i'm a sinner in the process i think that it can encourage new christians and just christians in general that i'm an imperfect person serving a perfect master he covers all of my imperfections and i think that just portraying that just shows you know christians um, that may waver in their faith, that there's still hope and that God still loves them. I wanted to ask Demi, could you repeat the question that you asked? Because I can't really remember. Oh yeah, my question is like, how can we as Christians show other people that they should not be afraid of God? Oh, okay, okay. Um, I would say for me personally, it'd be based on experience because I, I totally understand being a new Christian. It's just the whole idea in your head is sin and that like you just you need to be as clean as possible and you know, you just cannot sin. But obviously we know as humans every single day you sin. Like even if it's not intentional, it just happens. It just happens because that's just our human nature. So I think 
I, I, I remember being like that too. Like when I first got saved, I was like, oh my gosh, like I, sh I can't ever, which yeah, you shouldn't ever lie. But like, it was always like in the back of my head, like I can't be mean to this person. I can't say this. I can't do that. I can't do that. Um, so yeah, I definitely understand like the, the whole, you know, fear thing. But I would say based on experience, once you just realize that you can have a relationship and it doesn't have to be scary and you step out of that comfort zone of just talking to someone that you can't necessarily see but you just feel that relationship with i feel like that's when the fear just kind of goes away because you i feel like when i talk to him like you can kind of sometimes you like feel his presence and it's like a warm presence you know it's nothing like oh my gosh this is terrifying like i just i can't deal with it you know so i think for me it, i think it's definitely based on experience and eventually you do have to like step out of the comfort zone of just trying to approach god and you know not, again not trying to be like afraid or like distant but that's you know what i'd say mm -hmm. I, I love, love that. that i really I, love that i had a question for you guys, and I wanted to touch on um, what Aaron said about stepping out of your comfort zone, um, because I think a lot of times we get so comfortable and where we are, um, but I think it's important for us to all remember that God meets us where we are, but he doesn't want us to stay there. Like you think of um, when Jesus walked on the water and he told him to get out of the boat and trust him that he's gonna walk on water. Like Jesus wasn't all the way on the shore when he was in the middle of the ocean. He was in the water with him. He met him where he was in that rough place, but he expected or wanted him to get out of that boat. And so I love how she mentioned that. But I wanted to ask you guys, just kind of touching on um, what's happening in our world. I think a lot of times there's a narrative that, you know, how is there a powerful God that's supposed to know all like, did he know that we were going to be in this pandemic? Did he know that there was going to be um, civil unrest? Did he know, you know, all these different things that are happening in our world today? So um, I want to ask you guys, where do you think God is in all of this? And how can people have hope even in this tough time? <clears throat> well, first and foremost, this was already predicted, you know, like, as much as I hate to say it, we are living in the book of Revelation. And like, we're living in a time where God literally said there's going to be war, there's going to be disease, there's going to be conflict, there's going to be suffering. And like, as Christians, we should like, know like, hey, this is what's going on. But while we know this is going on, we should also show others like, it's okay that we should not be afraid. Because in the end, God always delivers even though there, even though there's famine, God brings food. Even though there's war, there's going to be peace because of God. Even though there's going to be conflict, God is the one that brings the resolution. And even though it may seem it's taking such a long time, in the end, God does keep his word. If God said he's going to protect you, he's going to protect you. If God says he's going to heal you, he's going to heal you. If God says that he's going to bring some vaccine to end COVID-19, well, honey... Get ready, because he's going to bring that vaccine, honey. So overall, even though it may seem like God may not be there or God cannot listen our prayers because this is going on and on and on, we just have to have that faith knowing that he will prevail, because in the end, he always does. And I don't really remember a time that God has failed. So again, we just have to like constantly remind ourselves, like, God did this for me. God has delivered me. And because God had deliver me before, I'm pretty sure he's going to deliver me again from this situation.
Right. I totally agree with that. Cause I, I totally understand like the feeling of everything that's going on. You may be wondering like, where is God? Why is he just letting all these people die and all these people suffer and this and that. But I just think like faith is so important, no matter how long we're in this pandemic, no matter, you know, how long it takes for us to get back to normal. I totally agree with what Dem- God never fails and he will, you know, prevail. And in the end, everything is going to be just fine. Um, So I really think that faith is just something that's so important. And I understand that it can get hard. You know, days get hard where it's just the days just feel the same and it feels so long. But you just have to keep in that mindset of just consistently telling yourself that, hey, everything is going to be okay. I have everything that I need. You know, I I may... um, you know, feel sad and, you know, lonely at times, but you have to know that God is there and he's watching over us and taking care of us. And like you said, like, he's just not going to fail. He knows what the outcome is going to be. And we just, as Christians have to have faith that it's going to be good and he's going to, you know, seek us out and everything's going to be fine. So, yeah. That's really good. I also have like one more thing to say. Um, The question that Haley just mentioned, it was so relevant to what I was learning from philosophy because my teacher was saying something. She asked a question and we all had to write an essay about it saying, um, if there's such a benevolent God, why is there suffering in this world? And I was reading this article and it was saying how, yes, there is suffering, but it's through suffering Christians and people in general become better. Like, for example, let's just say we have, you know, COVID-19. What have you learned from yourself from this pandemic? People learned that they have been more patient. They have been more careful. They have been more loving with the people whom they are around with, especially at home. And like, in a way, suffering does build character and even though we may not like it at first, when we look back, we're going to be grateful because I know I've been through so much conflicts, like ooh, even this week alone, I've been through a lot. But just looking back, I've noticed, I've noticed I'm more patient. I'm more careful. I'm more open minded. I'm more, you know, resilient or like, you know, um, just I'm just learning more and more new things about myself that I never even knew I had before. So again, I feel like, yeah, we hate it. We hate suffering, but I feel like God knows better. God knows more than we know. And because God knows what's best, he knows that this situation may be COVID or sickness or even something very mundane. Like it could be anything like that. Suffering can build your character into something so beautiful. So I love that. I think that's so true that in times of suffering, number one, like Demi mentioned, we grow as individuals, as Christians. And as Demi shared, like, with her story about how, you know, just in the past week, with her experiences, she's grown. I can attest to that as well. Just even in the past six months with this pandemic, um, I've grown a lot in so many different ways. But I also think that in controversy and in hard times, that's where God really shows himself strong because there is no misconception that it was by man that something was able to you know, take place, but it could have only been through God. Like if you think of um, the God's people when they were fleeing Egypt, I believe, and they were being persecuted and then God parted the Red Sea, like it would have been so easy if, you know, God just allowed them to walk out the gate and they just, you know, were prosperous, but he allowed them to go through this, 
this big, you know, body of water with chariots chasing after them. And they feel like, okay, I'm God, I'm in a gridlock. Like, what are you going to do at this time? Are we just going to all ascend and like birds and just fly away? Like, how are you going to show yourself strong here? But then he parted the Red Sea like that. You, you, okay. I'm going to just be like, you try to go to the ocean today and part water. Like, it's just gonna, it's just gonna fall on top of each other. It's, nothing's gonna exactly. separate. That's death, is what that is. Exactly, tsunami. Just so, <laughs> just gonna kill yourself. But it's, but people could have, couldn't have say, oh, said, oh, the people they parted the water. Like, if you're just gonna be rational, no, they didn't. They knew that it was only because of a source bigger than them. It was because of God that they were able to, you know, go through that difficult time. And I think even in this time, we may not understand you know why this is all happening how god is going to show himself strong in this time but his word's not going to fail he's never going to be a one one to lie and you know give you false hope so like everyone said just trust in god even though some days are harder than others trust that he will um provide and um impart our red sea in this time I really love that. Um, another stereotype that I kind of thought of that I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit that I think, you know, some people who aren't Christians like kind of tend to believe um, is that God is just like a cosmic being. Like he's just a being in the sky with just, or it's just like a fantasy. You know, he's just like, I don't Some people talk, talk about him like he's a fairy or something. But like, I was just wondering, you know, what do you guys think about that? About, you know, or how do you, a test for like how do you think that he's not you know a fantasy or you know just some being in the sky well do you think a fairy created the ocean do you think a fairy created the mountains do you think tinkerbell made mercury venus earth mars you know plato like i'm not saying it's okay okay plato <laughs> Oh, Pluto. <laughs> well, you didn't like the um, philosopher Plato, but it's Pluto, baby. <laughs> yes, he did make Plato. <laughs> he he made the Plato to make Pluto. the Plato putty. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. He didn't make Plato. Yes, he did. I was like, I was nodding and I was like, yeah, but then I really thought, like, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Mercury, Venus, Plato. Plato. I'm not Pluto, guys. Pluto. <laughs> oh but oh no, God, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean. Okay, don't judge. But um, yeah, like, did a fairy create Pluto? No, like there had to be something bigger than a fairy, bigger than the galaxy, bigger than this cosmic thing, because God himself made the cosmos or the, uni um, the universe. So I don't think it's absurd to think, you know, God's a fairy. Like you can believe whatever you want to believe, but just looking at creation, just looking at my life, just looking at the people who I'm looking at right now, like we had a, there's someone that looks like us in order to create us. Because even the Bible said that we were all created in God's image. God has eyes, God has hands, God's tall, God's a person, also a spirit. So I wouldn't think that, you know, something or some kind of figure would be able to create something so humongous, something so complex, yet something so beautiful that we see right now. So that's my reason of why God is God. 
That's a really good explanation. And I think um, on top of just the beauty that we see in our world today with people and all the different, you know, sights to see on earth, I think that God is so personal that like when you lose a tooth and you put it under your pillow and there's that tooth fairy, I won't crush any dreams, but you see that tooth fairy, like that tooth fairy does not give you a hug and rub your like sore mouth after the tooth fell out. But God, when we are going through hardships, if we are, you know, battling with different things, um, you can always, like Aaron said, you can pray and talk to him and you can just feel that like warm, that warmth, that comfort that he cares about you, that he loves you, that he didn't just create all that we see today and just say, okay, figure it out. You know, that's, I feel like that's something that a fairy or uh, like just a being would do, you know, they just create all this thing and these um, wonderful things and then just say, okay, well, I did my part. Now I'm just going to go over here and enjoy myself. And you guys, you know, but, yeah. yeah, but God is so personal that he's like Aaron said, he's a friend. He's everything for us that, you know, how could we mistake him as something much smaller than he is? Right, definitely. And I, especially when people say like, oh, he's just like in the sky, you just can never see him. But there have been so many times in my life where it's like, that was God. Like I could see something and I'm like, wait, <laughs> hold up. I should have like died in that moment. But I promise you this person or whoever the heck just saved me, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure they're like God sent. And that's I how you know like, he doesn't just sit in the sky and watch you. Oh, you know, for sure. The amount of times I almost died, baby. Girl, this girl, like, she dragged my hair in the pool, and I was underwater for, like, a good fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's morbid, but... It's <laughs> funny, but... It's not funny. <laughs> but, um, I was, like, literally under... Here's the worst part. I wasn't just underwater. I was underwater screaming. So <laughs> all the water in her lungs, all the air gone. What and was like, this? Was like a play date? What was it? Um, I was, was at this? Where, were you? Where were the lifeguard? Yeah. Um, I was at a swimming pool party, and uh, I didn't really know anyone except like two people. And uh, that's no. Yeah. Somebody who didn't know drowned you almost? Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> the reason, that was probably safe. Yeah. The reason why she, like, dragged me is because she couldn't swim. <laughs> so she needs something to float on. <laughs> Her body was a top of She used you as a pool noodle. Basically. Yeah. She used you as a pool noodle. But, um, but no, like, I was literally underwater for, like, three to five minutes screaming and then, like, I knew for a moment my eyes were literally closing and I was about <laughs> I was like the light. I literally oh like light. She's like, like walking toward the light. God's like, like turn around. Girl, like I felt so still. Like after all that fear, after all of that screaming, I just felt so peaceful apparently. And I just felt <laughs> I felt so I can't I've never heard this. <laughs> yeah, that's not catching me off guard. Like you almost died and we're just now hearing that. Oh well, like, that's yeah. That was God. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I was serious. Like I was perfectly still. I almost fainted, but this hand, it was I think if there's water in your lungs, you're not just going to faint. That's lights out. Dead. 
stomach pump. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but I totally agree where that there's just so many instances in all of our lives where it's like you really think back and you're like, I should have made it to 17. Like I would I should have been dead. <laughs> like Whoa. like like because I remember I, I've told you guys the story a million times, but in fourth grade, um <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing because it's not funny, but uh someone you know while I was at home someone broke into my house and they were armed and everything and um you know it was it was crazy to me because in that moment him the person who you know broke in him seeing my me my brother and my mom he could easily just shot all three of us he had a freaking gun in his pocket like we could have been dead right there I could have been done at nine years old been up in heaven right now my brother at five years old could have been gone my mom you know being a mother herself she could have been gone but at the end of that like God I, I, I remember you know just trembling and being so scared and praying to God being like you know God please save me from this or you know whatever's going on right now um but I mean looking back at that like I honestly felt the presence of God and I feel like the only reason that you know I'm still here today is because of him because like when I think about that like I definitely should not be here right now because it's just crazy like how um someone you know who's armed in this and that like didn't just you know, kill the three of us, you know, and I definitely believe that that was God and he was looking over us and he was just, um, you know, really kind of instilling in me that things were going to be okay. And this is just going to be temporary. And it's just, he's trying to show himself and show how great he is and, you know, how much, you know, good he can do in my life. So, um, yeah, there's definitely so many times where even in the little things that you can just see that God was there, you, you know, if you didn't study for a test and you got a hundred percent, like, oh, that was God for sure. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he definitely isn't just someone who just sits in the sky and lets you just, you know, go on with life every single day. So, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So true, cool. so, there were so many times ooh. that, like, man, when you said I shouldn't have made it to 17, wow. Like, the yeah. people that, if I'm just going to be honest, the people that I used to hang around when I was, like, in elementary school, maybe middle school, and that's not to talk about people, you know, um, you know, just kind of see how they choose to live their life now. And if I wasn't, like, hurt by these people, into mm. where it kind of pulled me apart from these people. Like, I don't want to be around them just because I was so hurt. But then I'm like, man, that was God. Cause like, if I was still around these people, I wouldn't be who I am today. I probably wouldn't have the friends that I have today, like true friends. Like so much of my life would have changed. And I think like Aaron said, both of you said, there's just so many instances that God has just showed himself strong in the smallest part of our lives that are just like, you know, like Aaron said, like a test or a quiz to even, you know, near death experiences or paths that we may have been on that would have taken us into a completely different um, role in which we are in now. And does anybody have like any more comments or whatnot about this discussion or anything they want to add? Um, okay, first, yeah. um, comment. Um, Okay, I have one comment. Um, again, God's here, whether you know it or not, whether you believe or not, God is here. He's evident in nature, in people, in characteristics, in personalities, in every single thing. There is a God. And um, I just want to let y'all know, like, God loves you no matter what. He died on the cross for, for you 2,000 plus years ago because he loves you that much. 
And for those who may feel like no one loves you, for those who may feel alone, for those who feel like, why am I even on earth right now? It's because of God. There's a reason why God made you. You know, there's a reason why God put you in this earth because he has a purpose for you. He has a destiny for you. I don't know what your destiny may be. It might be big. It might be small. But either way, you have a destiny, a destiny that belongs to you because God loves you. So I just wanted to let y'all know, like, in case if there's anyone out there that may feel alone or like no one's listening to them, don't worry. God's listening to you no matter what. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, how because I know so many people may feel like just empty and just they just don't know why they're here. But it's so true that God has an intention and a purpose for every single human being on this planet. Um, and I just like I really hope you know people who are listening, those at home, just really you know think about that that you're not here by accident. God has something for you that's just so amazing and he wants um you to follow him and he wants you to live for him and that doesn't mean having all these rules and regulations and this and that he just wants a relationship with you because life is hard and you can't do it by yourself so and there's no better path that you can take than god's path so i just you know want to kind of leave that with our listeners that again you're not here by accident god wants the best for you so I absolutely love that. And, you know, just like Aaron said, God is for you. He's not here to make your life more difficult than life already is, you know, with everything that happens in our just our daily today walk. Um, and and like they both said, life isn't easy, especially the life of a Christian. Like there is oh, yeah. so many temptations and just opportunities that, you know, want to present themselves to get you off your, you know, the path that God has before you. Like the Bible says that the path is narrow, like super narrow, like narrow, like, I don't know, a fine, like, yeah, it's like a piece of hair narrow, like a slice of cake when you're on a diet narrow, okay? Like any lean piece of lettuce um, narrow. And it's not easy. It's so easy to be tempted and just go onto the path that everybody, you know, everybody's doing this and this looks more fun, but just stay the course. God, like Demi said, has a plan for you. He has a destiny. He sees, he knows. Um, even when we don't know, it's not, we don't live life from our understanding, but from his understanding and just trusting him, like you'll never fail. So if that be all, I just kind of, have uh something that's kind of like on my heart that I think that we should do for our listeners um that's different than what we normally do but I think it's so necessary and I think that we should just pray with our listeners um so that they too if they don't know um who God is for themselves that we've asked that God would let himself be known. Because I think a lot of times we are wondering, you know, where can I find God? I hear people say, you know, about this God that loves me, but I can't seem to get that connection with him. So I think it's just important that we just use this time to just briefly pray for our listeners and hope that um, that they can find out who God is and who he is to them. So you want to join me? Yes, girl. Girl, you're going to make me cry. Um, (laughs) Okay. Lord, we come before you right now, and we just thank you for this wonderful, awesome episode. And for our listeners at home, if they are struggling to know you or if they need proof that you're here, 
Father, show yourself in their lives. Let them know that you are for them, that you are here for them, that you love them so much that you sent your son to die on the cross for them. And for those who may be struggling with any other area pertaining to you, your being, who you are, Father, just comfort them. For those who are suffering right now, Father, just comfort them, heal their heart, heal their broken heart right now. Because, Lord, we are living in a time where there's so much conflict, so much stress, so much tears, so much fighting. But, Lord, please, in any way, shape, and form, just touch their souls. Let them know that they are not alone. Father, wipe away their tears if there's any tears that they may have. And, Father, just show yourself. Let them know that you, oh God, love them so much. We thank you, Father, for who you are. We thank you, Father, for your existence. We thank you, Father, for being such, our, for being a friend, a father figure, someone that understands us, someone that knows us, someone that knew us before we were even formed in our mother's wombs. And for that, oh God, we just thank you. We thank you, Father, so much. And we thank you, Lord, for this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, that was beautiful. Guys, yes. now you know who God is, and don't forget that God loves you. Don't forget that God is here for you. Don't forget that God is cheering you on. Don't forget that God is your friend. And don't forget to stay real. Yes. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you later. Bye. 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 Bye.